It's time now for Spears on Sports with John Spears, presented by M&M Carnage. And now, here's Johnny. Oh, made it through a Memorial Day weekend. Welcome in, John Spears with you. Spears on Sports, presented by M&M Carnage. In studio today, it's going to be a short week. I'm going to warn you now. I haven't told the boss, but I'm taking Friday off to go watch St. X play baseball. Well, maybe I just did tell him. Uh, maybe he listens. Who knows? Who, who knows who listens? Dan McDonald, Louisville baseball coach, will join me in about 15 minutes. We'll uh, preview the cards regional. They got Southeast Missouri State on Friday, and then uh, Michigan and Oregon also in the Louisville regional. The cards got the 12 overall seed, which means they'll host this uh, sub-regional, but they will not be the host of a regional. At least I don't think they will. We'll see how that works out. They are opposite the College Station Regional. That's a 12-5 matchup, Louisville and Texas A&M, if the seeding holds up for the Super Regional. Eminem Cartage Highline is open, 502-384-1450, 384-1450 to join in on the conversation. The Thornton's text line open as always, 502-414-1450. Don't forget Thornton's, it's the perfect stop for all the best pick-me-up items you need to get your day started, like fresh coffee, delicious donuts. Visit our friends at Thornton's and hit me up on the Thornton's text line, 414-1450. It is Tuesday, May 31st. Hope you had a great day. Holiday weekend, I know I did. I didn't do anything. Went to the casino, lost some parlays. I watched this, my Celtics win Sunday night. Yes, my Celtics, still alive. Watched my New York Rangers finish out a, another game seven. They've won five elimination games in the postseason. I know you don't want to talk about hockey, but there is nothing better than playoff hockey. Nothing better. So Dan McDonald will join me. We'll talk um, about the Louisville baseball program and how far he thinks his team can go. All coaches are confident. Yeah, we go as far as our fill-in-the-blank will take us. Pitching, hitting, bullpen, defense, fill-in-the-blank. And we'll talk to Dan and see what he knows about Southeast Missouri State and Michigan and Oregon, three teams in the Louisville Regional. Lakers have a new coach. We'll talk about that. New Albany baseball, Providence baseball, Silver Creek baseball, all advance to regional action this coming weekend. Um, and I'm going to be doing one of the games, at least one of the games, Saturday morning, New Albany against Jasper in Jasper, 11 a.m. So I look forward to that. We start with uh, the NBA. Celtics make it hard on themselves. They've done it. The entire postseason. They did it the entire season. They were three games under 500 in January. This was a team going nowhere with a new coach that nobody really believed in and a couple of superstars that one ESPN analyst said, time for the Celtics to break up their happy duo, Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown. Well, they didn't break up the duo. They kept stuck with the duo. They got Al Horford back. They got Marcus Smart playing the way Marcus Smart needs to play. They got a bench contributing, and they got a coach now that all of a sudden knows what he's doing. Celtics beat Miami Sunday night 196 in Miami. It was their third road win of that series. They lost two home games. They also had two road wins in Brooklyn 
in their opening series and two road wins in Milwaukee in their second round series. Conference semifinals. Now they've won the conference finals. Look, the question with Boston is, have they beaten undermanned teams? When you look at the Miami Heat, they were beat up. Kyle Lowry had a hamstring problem. He gutted it out throughout the series. Jimmy Butler had a knee inflammation throughout the series. Gutted it out. Gutted it out for over 40 in Boston in game six. And gutted it out 35 points and nine rebounds playing all 48 minutes in game seven. He did everything he could on a bum knee. Tyler Hero didn't play games five and six because of a groin issue and only played six minutes on Sunday night before they decided to shut him down. No points, no rebounds, one assist. Yes, it was an undermanned Miami team that took Boston to seven games. Throughout the series, I kept echoing what other, what more popular media members were saying. Boston was just a better team. The deeper team, the bigger team, the better team, the more talented team. And they had to hang on for dear life Sunday night. The Celtics led it 98-87, to under three minutes to play. The Heat scored the next 10 points, or excuse me, the next nine points, and Jimmy Butler's three-pointer with, I don't know, 11, somewhere between 11 and 14 seconds left. If it goes, the Heat have the lead in this game. With uh, a sh- the shot clock turned off and the Celtics having one more possession. But it came up short. He didn't drive. He had a one-on-one against Al Horford. Horford was backing away, trying to set himself up to defend at the rim, and Butler took the three. I have no problem with Jimmy Butler taking the shot. Jimmy Butler, the way he played in this series, could have taken a hook shot from midcourt for all I was concerned. He had earned that right. Because without Jimmy Butler, they're probably not in this series, and they're certainly not in Game 7. A lot of people questioning the decision Butler made to stop and pop instead of go to the basket, try to tie the game, and get Miami in a position to get that game to overtime. I won't question it because he was unbelievable playing on a bad wheel. But the three doesn't go. Miami doesn't take the lead. The Celtics, Marcus Smart gets fouled, hits two free throws, ball game. And now it'll be the Celtics and the Golden State Warriors. I was talking about undermanned teams. Yes, Miami was undermanned. The round before the conference semifinals, Milwaukee undermanned. They had Giannis. They had the Greek freak. They did not have Chris Middleton, their second best, arguably their second best player. The three-man tandem of Antetokounmpo, Middleton, and Drew Holiday became a two-man combo. And it wasn't enough against a deeper, more talented Celtics team. Now, Celtics have had their injuries. Marcus Smart missed two games against Miami. Robert Williams III, who has been a huge factor in this series, missed a couple of games against Miami as well. But it's a deep, big Celtics team. Daniel Tice, important minutes when Williams was out. Derek White, important quality minutes when Marcus Smart was out. Peyton Pritchard. Spot-up quality minutes. 
guys coming off the bench. Grant Williams coming off the bench or starting at times. Spot starter. Fantastic in this series. It's a deep Celtics team. And it's a big Celtics team. When you go inside and you have to contend with Robert Williams' defense and Al Horford inside, even Marcus Smart is thick. Defensive player of the year. And why did the, why have the Celtics won seven road games in the playoffs? Because defense travels. It travels. And what people forget is when the Celtics played the Nets, they weren't really undermanned. Yes, I understand one of their best shooters, Joe Johnson, wasn't there. He was injured, but he'd been injured for quite a while. Right? The Nets were the Nets that got to the playoffs without Joe Johnson. And Kyrie played, and Kevin Durant played, and Seth Curry played. And the Celtics were still able to sweep the Brooklyn Nets. It is hard to believe a team with Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving got swept, but that's exactly what happened. Golden State is a minus 155 favorite in this finals. Minus 155. A pretty prohibitive favorite as far as championship series go. That's a pretty big number. Milwaukee and Phoenix last year wasn't even close to that. It was close to even. Milwaukee was a slight favorite. Boston is plus 135. That's a pretty big spread. That tells me that Vegas thinks Golden State's going to win this thing in six, maybe five games. They do have home court advantage. They do have a healthy team, Steph Curry, Klay Thompson, Draymond Green, Jordan Poole, uh, number one overall pick who's now playing kind of like a number one overall pick, Andrew Wiggins. What they don't have is inside presence. They do not have a big man on the interior. They've got Jonathan Kaminga. He'll play some. He'll play a little bit. Uh, Kavon Looney is an undersized five, who seems to get double-digit rebounds every time. But the Warriors are going up against a big team here. They're going to want to run. They're going to want to gun. The Celtics are going to want to get back on defense, play half-court defense, guard the three and play half-court offense. A couple of contrasting styles. Miami and Boston both wanted to defend and play half-court defense. Golden State doesn't want to play half-court offense. They want to run. Yes, they're a good defensive team. Top four in the league in points against. And yes, they can play in the half-court. But they want to run. And if you look at this series and try to break it down to one thing, the Celtics' defense wants this game in a half court. They do not want to let Golden State get out on the fast break. That's it. That's what it boils down to. If Golden State can score on the fast break in this series, it will not be a long series. But if the Celtics can slow them down, make them use the shot clock, make them run half-court plays, half-court offense, Celtics got what I think is a legitimate shot to win this series. Jason Tatum, 26 and 10 in game seven. Marcus Smart, 24. Jalen Brown, 24. There you go. That's their big three. We talk about big threes in, in these playoff series. 
you don't think about Marcus Smart as being part of the big three, but he is now. He is. Al Horford is probably the third best scorer on the team, but Marcus Smart's the third best player on the team. Those three guys, Tatum, Smart, Brown, combined for 74 of the Celtics' 100 points. Bam Adebayo had 25 and 11, and at this point, he should have 25 and 11. He should. Every time out. He didn't have a great series. He had a really good game seven. Wasn't quite enough. I right, will take a break. Want to go to break early here. Dan McDonald, UofL baseball coach, uh, on the other side of this break. You're listening to Spears on Sports, presented by Eminem Cartage on the Big X. Welcome back, Spears on Sports, presented by Eminem Cartage. John Spears in studio. The uh, Eminem Cartage hotline is open, 384-1450. Thornton's text line open as well, 502-414-1450. Download Thornton's Refreshing Rewards app for savings on fuel every day. That's the Thornton's Refreshing Rewards app. Let's go to the Eminem Cartage hotline. We bring in head coach Dan McDonald, Louisville Baseball. Coach, how are you feeling this morning? <laughs> I'm doing great. Uh, excited and ready to host uh, an NCAA regional here at Jim Patterson Stadium. Uh, 12 seed, is that fair? Oh, I mean, we're always biased. We always <laughs> think we're better than maybe the rest of the country sees us. But for me, it's about being one of the 16 uh, teams represented. You know, there's 300 Division One teams, and when the NCAA says you're one of the top 16, that that's a that's a body of work. That's that's from January season starts middle of February, and that's that's your your dodging weather, the flu bug, travel challenges. I mean, injuries, and to to withstand all that and come out as one of the top 16. I. I've always said it's one of the greatest accomplishments of this program. When you uh, look at your uh, draw here, Southeast Missouri State, tell me what you know about uh, Southeast Missouri State. I, all I know is the 37 and 20, and they beat Bellarmine three times. That's all I know. No, and, and you know, that winning is what they did a lot of this year. Um, they got a lot of balance on the offensive front. Uh, you know, hit 272, which is very good. They steal 62 bases. They've got 27 sacks, uh, 95 home runs. I mean, just – and I know most people don't realize what a stat sheet might look like, but I can tell you it's very comparable to what we were seeing week in and week out in the ACC in terms of their offense. And then on the mound, it really doesn't matter the full pitching staff because you might play them one time. And when you play them first, you get their ace. So you got a kid with 85 innings pitched. 81 hits and 77 strikeouts. Very respectable, big 6-6 right-handed pitcher. Um, it's going to have a good fastball, good breaking ball, and and just pitched, you know, nine innings in their championship game on Saturday. And so you're you're facing a team that had a really consistent regular season, went into the conference tournament, and came out of the losers bracket, which showed their their pitching depth and their toughness, and, and, you know, they're coming off of the high of, of winning a conference tournament, just like Michigan. Two of, the, two of the three teams in our regional just won their conference tournament. Wow. When, you, uh, when you look at this regional, do you even think about Michigan and Oregon? How much does Michigan and Oregon get into your mind as bumping out anything about – or is it all about Southeast Missouri State? No, it, it's a really good question. 
here, here's the facts. We're playing Southeast Missouri State, and we're guaranteed yeah. to play one of the other two teams. So no matter what, we're playing Oregon or Michigan. So we're obviously, you know, to be prepared and to be organized, we want to have the majority of our scouting reports and everything in the system, you know, before Thursday night. Um, but, you know, yes, your main focus is on Southeast Missouri State and, you know, what's the most important game, the game in front of you. And really it's just about that first inning, um, first time through the lineup and trying to get off to a good start. How comfortable are you with uh, your rotation, your pitching, your bullpen, and your hitting as well? What concerns you the most <laughs> you with know, your team? You're, yeah, you're asking a coach, you know, we're never uh, fully comfortable in every area, but no, the, the strengths are our offense. We've been very offensive this year, and especially at Jim Patterson Stadium. Uh, we have a star pitcher in Poland, a starter, a star closer in Prosecchi, and really the most comfortable I feel is the depth on our pitching staff. So the, the question or the challenges are who's pitching when, we don't just have like three horses that we run out game one, two, and three. You know, Poland is the proven horse. Yep. And we can pitch him in game one. We've done that with Justin Marks and Chad Green and Kyle Funkhauser. Uh, but we could also save him for game two, like we've done with uh, Brendan McKay or Reed Detmers. Um, and so, you know, Coach Williams is just, you know, we want to look at all the analytics. We want to look at the matchups. We want to see – uh, what SEMO is really good at and where maybe we can find some holes uh, and try to line up as best we can with our pitching staff. I take that as you're not going to tell me who's going to start Friday, basically. You don't want well, Southeast I, Missouri to know yet. I understand that. No, no. I, I, honestly, <laughs> it's, it's, got, it's got nothing to do with them knowing. We're, we're not really into the secretive world, and, and you know we're, we're going to be breaking down their top two or three arms even before they tell us, who their starter is. So I don't, it's not that it's really when we decide we'll, we'll let the world know. We just, you know, we're not rushing to make that yeah. decision. And, and, and really this team has been very comfortable with that all year. It's not, it's not something we've normally been, but Roger Williams, our pitching coach has done a phenomenal job and you know, this is who we are. Let's try to put these kids in a, in a position to succeed. And for the most part, we've done that all year. Talking to Dan McDonald, head coach of UofL Baseball. Cards will start their postseason 2 o'clock Friday against Southeast Missouri State at Jim Patterson Stadium. Would you rather play the 2 o'clock game or the 7 o'clock game? Well, I'm I know I know you have no choice, but. Yeah, you're right. No, I'm used to playing the 7 o'clock game just for our fans. Um, I respect <laughs> hardworking people and people that punch the clock and, and maybe can't make uh, a day game. I, I hope because it's a Friday afternoon, two o'clock, that those that do have to work can maybe find a way to get out of work a little earlier. This is very common around the country. I believe half of the number one seeds are playing first. So if there's 16 regionals, I think eight of the number one seeds are playing earlier in the day. Yeah, and it's just part of being. I will say this, our baseball fans know we're, we're not in an air-conditioned gym and, and the schedule is just a tentative start time. So 
our fans have gotten used to, hey, you got to roll with it and uh, play when play when they say we could play. And um, but again, it being a Friday afternoon, my hope is that you know we showcase Jim Patterson Stadium and the great college fan base that we have in Louisville. Speaking of that fan base, if they want uh, all session tickets, they're on sale now, $60. You can go to gocards.com slash NCAA baseball. Single session tickets will go on sale Thursday. Uh, they'll also be available at that gocards.com slash NCAA baseball. How important is it to get a big crowd out there for you guys? Um, you know, being tournament time and l- look, it's a home field advantage at Jim Patterson Stadium. In my opinion, there's no doubt about it. No doubt. Um, it's huge. It, it's, uh, it's a reward for our players, but it's a reward for our fans, too. I mean, I, I said it earlier, LSU, Arkansas, Vanderbilt, Mississippi State, Ole Miss, Florida State, and many other great programs aren't playing at home this weekend. And when you get a chance to play at home, no doubt, it's for our players, but it's for the families. It's for our fan base. And and they've always taken advantage of this opportunity. The weather looks great. Yes, it does. We, we, we need them as much as we've ever needed them. And, and like I said, I, I love bragging about our fan base and showing it off to the rest of the world. So 2 o'clock Friday afternoon, man, we're just hoping people – are making plans to get out there. And um, and as they've seen this year, I mean, we're not perfect, but, man, this group is resilient. They play hard. Uh, they're fun to watch. Now, they'll, they'll, they'll stress you out a little bit, you know, <laughs> at times, but, but it's not for lack of effort, and it's been very entertaining this year. I know you got to get to the field. I'll leave you with this. ACC gets nine teams in, which is incredible, ties with the uh, Southeastern Conference. But here's the thing I love about baseball. Virginia Tech was picked second to last in the Coastal Division. They're the fourth overall seed. It's unbelievable. It's 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 about coming together as a team. Um, and yes, last year means nothing. And pre we weren't in the preseason top twenty five, right. which which to me was a was a head scratcher with our history and our tradition. But it was good. It was a little bit of fuel for this kids. And and like we always say, anyway you got to go out and earn it. So I, you know, we talk a lot about it's not so much what other people say about you. You know who you are. You just got to do it every day. And I give this group a lot of credit, man. <laughs> They've done it most days. Coach, I know you got to get out to the field, so uh, enjoy practice today, and good luck this weekend. We'll be pulling for you. You got it. Thanks, Sean. Head Coach Dan McDonald, UofL Baseball. Don't forget, if you want an all-session ticket, now here are the sessions, okay? you got a Friday 2 o'clock game, Southeast Missouri against Louisville. You got a Friday 7 o'clock game, Michigan against Oregon. Saturday, you have uh, a doubleheader, loser of game one, you know, loser's bracket game, and followed by both winners playing. Then Sunday, you have a doubleheader, the uh, survivor of the loser's bracket against the survivor or the loser of the winner's bracket game, followed by whoever wins that game against the winner's bracket winner. And then maybe Monday, even a sixth game or a seventh game, a rematch of the sixth game of the tournament. So you got four days, three days at least, at least six games, maybe a seventh game on Monday. Uh, $60, you can go to gocards.com slash NCAA baseball to uh, get an all-session ticket for $60. That's a great deal. $10 a game, basically. And maybe you get a free baseball on Monday. 
Uh, if you want to wait, just go to L Games. Single session tickets go on sale Thursday, 10 a.m. Same link, gocards.com, NCAA baseball. Uh, and thanks to Dan McDonald for coming on today. I, I texted him this morning, short notice. He was gracious. He said, look, I got practice at 1230. Got to be on the field at 1230. I said, we'll get you in and out. And, um, and we do that. Tennessee, by the way, is the number one overall seed. Uh, the Volunteers are 53-7. and seven. They were 31-1 and one at one point this season before they got uh, knocked off by a few SEC teams, including Kentucky. Uh, Kentucky did not get in. They had a great run in the SEC tournament, knocked off Auburn, knocked off LSU. Uh, Tennessee, with a 12-2 win, knocked Kentucky out. They were not uh, first four out or anything like that, so uh, they would have had to win the tournament to get in. Indiana, of course, not in either. Uh, top eight seeds. Now, these are the teams that are going to host a regional, and then if they get out of that, they'll host a super regional. Tennessee is number one. Stanford is second. Oregon State third. Four, Virginia Tech. Five, Texas A&M. Six, Miami. Seven, Oklahoma State. And eight, East Carolina. Uh, Florida State was one of the last four in. This is their 44th straight appearance in the uh, in the postseason. That's unbelievable number, but, boy, it was close. Last four in were Florida State, Grand Canyon, Liberty, and the University of Mississippi, the Ole Miss Rebels, one of the last ones in. And, by the way, the Southeast Missouri State, that, uh, Southeast Missouri State team that Louisville will play on Saturday beat Ole Miss 13-3. Now, you get, again, these middle-of-the-week games, you don't take a whole lot – you don't put a whole lot of uh, cre uh, credence into these games because you're getting your fourth or fifth-string pitcher. Pitching combinations are different. And you might have a team coming in and saying, you know what, we're playing Ole Miss or we're playing – we're going to start our ace and we're going to beat them in a midweek game. Those midweek games are important when you get to – who are the last four in and the first four out and all that stuff. But for the most part, those games, those middle-of-the-week games when you're playing uh, teams that aren't Power 5 conference teams, those are to get guys work, to get some pitchers work, to get some guys in the lineup that, that normally don't play on the weekend. So I don't put a lot of stock in those midweek games, but they are fun to look at. Um. Yeah, he mentioned, Dan, Danny McDonald mentioned that Louisville was not ranked in the preseason. When I saw that, I just thought, that's bizarre because they have been. It's a, Now it's one of those programs where you expect them to be ranked in the preseason, and they weren't. And they weren't picked highly in the conference. But, again, great year for the Cards. They uh, did what they had to do. They, they did fizzle out in the ACC tournament. I think that's fair to say. 0-2, lost to Pitt. And then the second game against Georgia Tech, didn't matter what they did, Pitt was going to come out of that uh, regional, uh, out of that uh, pod, so it didn't really matter. Uh, and they lost that game to Georgia Tech. It may have mattered had they won that game. Maybe they get a little bit of a higher seed, but uh, bottom line, they did not. Now, they're the 12 seed, which means they're opposite the Texas A&M pod. Uh, and Texas A&M has in their – Regional in College Station, Oral Roberts, Texas A&M, Louisiana, and TCU. This is kind of interesting because Texas A&M and TCU, if they both win or if they both lose Friday, they'll play on Saturday. The Texas A&M coach was the TCU head coach last year. And he 
left TCU to take the job at Texas A&M, and now there is a real possibility that uh, they'll play each other somewhere along the line in an elimination game. Uh, so that's the regional that the cards are will be up against in the super regional if the if Louisville can advance. Uh, college baseball, love it. This, hockey, love it. College baseball postseason, fantastic. You may not pay attention during the regular season, and I get it. Look, there's 55 games. Tennessee played 60 games. That's a lot. That's a lot. But, you know, you get to the postseason, it's different. And baseball is so much different than any other sport at the high school and the collegiate level because when you get to the postseason, you can be playing a terrible team a not very good team that has one great pitcher, one. And if you're the team that draws that pitcher, they can knock you out in a hurry. We see it happen. See it happen at the high school level. We see it happen at the college level. One stud pitcher. Now, they might not win the regional, but they can put you in the loser's bracket quickly. And it's hard to come out of that loser's bracket. I mean, you might, you know, you lose one nothing. All of a sudden, now I got to win one, two, three, four games in a row to get out of the regional. It's brutal. It's brutal. Uh, Lakers have a new head coach, Darvin Ham, former assistant with the Milwaukee Bucks, uh, was named Friday evening. Boy, this was bizarre. This was bizarre because it was a Friday night news dump. Nobody's paying attention, right? And all of a sudden, it, it comes across my Twitter feed. Hey, the uh, Lakers uh, the Lakers added uh, Darvin Ham as a new head coach. Have a good weekend, everybody. Oh, it's a three-day weekend. This is a real perfect time for a news dump. Darvin Ham was a great player at Texas Tech. He had a cup of coffee in the league, but he's been a really good assistant coach. Mike Budenholzer said if Darvin Ham was an assistant coach that helped mold his big men, then they may not have won a title. And now Ham will get his shot in, uh, well, I don't know what to call it, purgatory? It's worse than purgatory. We know what's worse than purgatory. It's the Lakers. You got an aging LeBron, a Russell Westbrook who doesn't understand he's lost some of his game, and an Anthony Davis that's injured all the time. I don't know how the Lakers are going to be any better next year than they were this year. I would say if Anthony Davis is healthy, I would say – if Anthony Davis is healthy, yes, they'll be better. But LeBron's going to be 39. Russell Westbrook is not triple-double MVP Russell Westbrook. And they're not going to be able to unload him, not at his salary. You can't get rid of Russ. You can try. You're going to have to package a couple draft picks if you want somebody to take him off your hands. And the Lakers need draft picks right now. And Darvin Ham is probably about the same age as LeBron. I mean, they had Frank Vogel, a veteran coach who won a title, and that didn't work. I don't know how Darvin Ham's going to work. But LeBron sent out a tweet, loves it, loves having Darvin Ham on board. He's very excited about it. All right. We'll see. Texter said, ask Dan why we play two, uh, two against versus seven. Historically, we've always played the second game. This is up to ESPN. And as he pointed out, 
of the top eight seeds, of the top 16 seeds, excuse me, all playing at home. Eight of them were playing an early game. Eight of them were playing a later game. It's luck of the draw. It's what the TV powers to be. It's when they want you to play. That's the bottom line. And ESPN said, you know what? You're playing Southeast Missouri State. Nobody's really excited about that. Let's put you on it, too. And by the way, it's ESPN Plus. So get your ESPN Plus accounts now. Michigan, Oregon, 7 o'clock Friday night. That's also ESPN Plus. Texture says the atmosphere at the cliff when the bat cats were rocking and rolling were was electric. Hundreds of students in the outfield going bonkers every game. There was nothing like it. Even if the cats do become good again, I don't see it being the same at Kentucky Proud Park. Beautiful stadium, but it's like a library. <laughs> Kentucky baseball had it made at the cliff and should have just renovated it. A plus location and setup, and I miss those days. Yeah, there is a, there is a uh, decided home field advantage in college baseball. There is. There can be. Tennessee's got it. Mississippi State's got it. Um, Vanderbilt's got it, although Vandy won't be at home this weekend. Oklahoma State's got it. Miami. There is a, is a distinct advantage um, at having home, home, field, home field in uh, college baseball. There just is. I will right, we'll take a break. Come back. Talk a little baseball. I know, I think Ed might be calling. Uh, he's upset about some things, so uh, we'll, we'll uh, get his thoughts. Don't forget to get your Shady Rays, folks. I'm telling you, I love my Shady Rays. ShadyRays.com is where you go. If you lose them, if you break them, guess what? They give you another pair for free. They give you another pair for free. Shady Rays sunglasses offer an industry-best combination of fit, style, performance without the big brand price tag. They also provide 10 meals to fight hunger in America with every order. Uh, they've donated over 20 million meals to date. Look good in your shades. Feel good by making an impact. And exclusively for our listeners, Shady Rays is offering 25% off. You can try them out. See uh, you know what it's all about. Use the code BIGX at checkout for 25% off all shades. That's Shady Rays. Com. We'll take a break. Come back with more. You're listening to Spears on Sports presented by Eminem Cartage and the Big X. Welcome back to Spears on Sports presented by Eminem Cartage. John Spears in studio. Final segment. Last chance at the Eminem Cartage hotline 384-1450. If you'd like to join in on the conversation, 502-384-1450. Thornton's text line open as well. 502-414-1450. Get your last minute text into the show at 414-1450. Um, movie theme continues Thursday. It'll be best basketball movies of all time. I didn't give baseball movies enough time last Thursday because I started the show, first segment I talked about the NBA playoffs, then second and third segments I got to baseball movies, and I ran out of time. I'm not going to make that mistake this week. Thursday we're going to start – now, I know there are fewer basketball movies out in the universe than there are baseball movies. I'm, I understand that. But, and, and look, I know what's going to be the number one pick. I think we all do. I'm not going to say it out loud because I don't want to skew anybody's opinion. I've already gotten a bunch of responses. I sent my text out to media members, friends, uh, coaches, uh, former professional athletes today. I sent the tweet out. I've gotten a bunch of responses. Some movies I'd forgotten were out there. 
So we'll do that Thursday. Uh, let's go to the M&M Cartage Hotline. Don't ruin a basketball movie Thursday, but here's it. How you doing, buddy? I, I will absolutely not ruin basketball Thursday for you, but you already have my picks. Yes. So you know I what I think. Thank you. You got. I mean, I got them in right after You did, and you're that. very opinionated uh, about one well, in yeah. particular that you don't think is very good. But I, I'll, I'll get to that Thursday. What's on Ed's mind all? today? I am not happy, and I'm not happy at all with cable TV. I'm not happy yep. with Peacock. Yep. I'm not happy with Major League Baseball. All right, you start a game at 11 a.m. on a Sunday. 11.30. I get home from 11.30. Let's be okay. fair. 11.30. Let's be fair. Okay, 11.30. <laughs> I get home. I find out that Tyler Maley has a no-hitter going. Yep. And I want to watch it. That's my regional team. I go to Bally Sports. Not on there. They're not carrying I called it. My local, I called my local cable company and said, oh, I'm sorry, that's on Peacock. Yep. Well, I'm not getting Peacock, man. Well, that'll cost you another XX dollars in order to get Peacock. <laughs> I said, no, ma'am. I was not happy. Yep. When is this going to stop? It's not going to stop, gonna Ed. Blue? It's not going to stop. It's not going to stop. Look, Major League Baseball now has a deal with Peacock Sunday morning, 1130 a.m. baseball. First of all, that's too early in the East Coast. Forget the West Coast, which it's 8.30 in the morning. 8.30 on the West Coast. It's too early for the East Coast for Sunday morning. I don't need brunch with my baseball, okay? I don't. No. no it's way too early. Friday agree. nights, and you, I don't know if you've noticed this yet, Friday nights, there are two games every Friday night now on Apple TV, which I don't have that either. Exclusive to Apple TV. No uh, you know, local pickup of the games. Now, I pay a lot of money for the Major League Baseball extra innings package, which does not include the Peacock Sunday morning game or the Apple TV Friday night games. I'm not happy about it. What are my options? Pay for Peacock Premium, pay for Apple TV. I'm not going to do it. I'm with you on this. Well, and, and another thing is I, I actually pay extra to get the uh, MLB uh, network uh, where they'll, they'll show highlights just like ESPN sure. and NFL Network, uh, or actually NFL Network does in in, uh, in, uh, in the NFL season. They'll, be, uh, they'll play a few minutes of, say, Phillies and Mets, and then they'll go to uh, Colorado and do Colorado and Arizona and They'll switch around and give you little bits and pieces here, yes. which is fine. Thank God for that. I do like that. Thank God for that. I do. I do like that. Now, let's get to the Reds. All right. Let me fin- let me All finish right. real quick. Let me just so you know okay. how it ended. I know you didn't have it on TV. Tyler Molly went six and two thirds, allowed one hit, three walks, eight strikeouts. The Reds lost the game six to four. Just so and you he's know. out of the game after one hit. He's out of the game after one hit. Now, John. I'm uh, and this is like beating a dead horse. I'm old school. I'm hard headed, but when is baseball going to wake up okay. and figure out the in the game? These these uh, what's these analysts? They don't hire scouts anymore. They hire these analysts to take numbers and put them in a computer it, and it, say, "Okay, Tyler Valley after six innings, well, is it ninety pitches? He threw one hundred and four. He threw one hundred and four pitches." 
what happened in the days when Bob? And I know it's old. It's uh, old. Analytics, it's old. my what friend. Analytics. You need to blame Billy Bean and Moneyball and the Oakland A's and Bill James. That's who's to blame here. Uh, that's well, who started you know, all of this. Did you notice what movie wasn't on my top three? <laughs> I'm going to guess Moneyball. <laughs> You're exactly right. I really now, like I, that movie, I was, though. I, I'm not a big fan of uh, who's the number two co-star, the heavy set fella. Jonah Hill. Uh, I'm just not a Jonah Hill fan. That is a good movie. It's, it's a good movie. A, it was an interesting. Let me put it. I'll put it this way. It was an interesting movie. Now, getting back to the Reds. All right. They're 12 and eight. They won. They had won 12 and yeah. 20. They had taken the first two from the Giants. They're up two nothing. Now I'm not going to say in the big uh, in the uh, big picture and everything that they're going to end up even at 500. But, I mean, give me a break. I mean, leave the guy in. If he gives up another hit, another run, take him out. But, my goodness, and I know, here here we go. We go to that evil empire called money. They pay these guys millions and millions of dollars to pitch or to field or whatever, and if they get a hangnail, oh, my goodness, i got to get him out. (laughs) Uh, 10-day injured list, yep. What if he goes on the ten? Day, that's that's ten days. We got to pay him. Well, again, I'm old school. It's I'm hard headed. But it's, it's a shame you love baseball play. so much. It is. Well, I do. Because if love you the, if I you didn't, you could just wa- throw it away and say I'm not going to watch anymore. But I know you. You're not going to do that. You love the game too much. I love I, I love the game too much. But these knuckleheads. And there's including there's a knucklehead in Cincinnati running that show too. <laughs> yeah, uh, I guarantee you that. Yep. Knuckle, these knuckleheads that are running things now really don't have a clue. Now again, they'll say, "Oh well, you're old school. You don't know what you're talking about." Uh, well, you know what? I I remember when Don Gullett went nine innings and he threw ninety to ninety five consistently. Okay, if a guy comes in, they get a guy now. He's got to be throwing a hundred or right at a hundred. And if he's coming, at, okay. Here's another thing: the Tampa Bay Rays started this last year. We're just gonna uh, we're just gonna start a reliever, yes. and we're gonna pitch a, the first inning, a reliever, the second inning, the third yeah. inning. I mean, they don't call them starters anymore; they call them openers. He's the opener, like the, the opening, opener. Well, like the opening act of the concert. He's the opener. And, and thank goodness somebody had some foresight not to uh, to uh, continue that strike this year, because that I think that would have that would have hurt baseball. Tremendous. Yeah, I wouldn't have bounced I back mean, this time, I don't think. By now, the way, again, I'm glad you brought up I Don regret. Gullett. Let me say this. I'm glad you brought up Don Gullett. Do you know who the Reds play tonight? Uh, they don't play the Yankees back At then, Boston. Oh, that'll be a 75 good one. brings back, in my mind, it brings back 1975, 1975 uh, Big Red Machine, Carlton Fisk, the home run, the Reds win this. Set game seven in Boston. Pete Rose going head first into third base. Joe Morgan with the, the hit. Tony Perez hit the uh, the blooper pitch, hit it out at Fenway Park. I, I mean, I, I, as soon as I saw they were playing tonight, my mind just filled up with memories of that 75 World Series. Do you, do you realize that's been 47 Unbelievable. years ago? Yeah. Unreal. Somebody 30 years or younger, they have no clue that that even happened. Oh, yeah. That, that was – is that the best World Series ever? Oh, I If not, that. it's close. I hate to say it, – it, 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 it's one of the best. I hate to say one thing is the best ever yeah. because there's so many different variables 
and there's so many. I mean, there's there's been so many great World Series. Jack Morris going yes, 15 innings for uh, for Detroit that one year, or not Detroit for Minnesota, Minnesota St. Uh, Louis uh, series. Yeah, great yeah, series. Yeah, I mean, there have been some great. There have been a lot of great World Series. Uh, does, now, let me ask you this: Does a World thought, Series have to have seven games to be considered a great World Series? I kind of think. No, I kind of think no. it does. No, I don't think so. I've seen. Okay. I saw what I thought was a great, the greatest six-game series, World Series or playoff, when Houston and the Mets played back in '86. That was a great. Well, that was a that was the NL Championship Series. Right. Right. Yeah. right. Okay. And, well, yeah, I see your point there. I, I see your point, and uh, I, I'll say, yeah, it probably does have because to there's no better because... there's no better words in sports than Game Seven. When I hear game well, seven, yeah. I don't care what it is. I'm like, okay, I got to know who's playing. I got to know what's going. I got to watch this, no matter what. I watched hockey last night, Ed, because it was game seven. Uh, it was, and it was hey, unbelievably you, entertaining. You've got you've got me watching hockey. Oh, I tell you what, that was an incredibly physical sport. Yes, they think uh, pro football oh. is, and college football is is physical, which it is. Uh, the NBA is is physical. I tell you what, I'll put up hockey against any of them. That is, a, that is a very, very physical sport. Now, I promised myself when I called you, John, yep. that I wasn't going to go long, and here I've almost gone, <laughs> taken all your Yeah, I'm almost up against the uh, top of the hour here. UofL baseball. UofL, UofL baseball, they better find a second and third starter, and I'm not talking about uh, tagging nine guys through nine innings. They better find a starter or they're not going to get out of this region Okay. Here. They've got to find somebody else. Who that is, I have no idea. That's but fair. I think Dan McDonald will figure it out. All right, buddy. At least I hope he does. By the way, Louis Castillo against Michael Waka tonight at Fenway Park. I'd love to be in Fenway yeah, Park the, tonight. The, the Red the Red Sox aren't having a great year. No, either, they're not. So. Ball, ball, hey, I will Baltimore tune in. only beat them ten to nothing yesterday. I will tune in. All right, good to hear from you, buddy. If, if it's not on Peacock later, no, it's it's not on Peacock. <laughs> It's on uh, Valley Sports, Ohio, if you want to watch the Reds and the Red Sox tonight. By the way, the Bats lost uh, their opener in Gwinnett uh, last night. Do they play tonight, Douglas, or are they have a night off tonight? Uh, they're off tonight, and they play Tomorrow. on Wednesday yeah. at 7.05 game time. It's the rare Tuesday off night. I think Gwinnett wanted to have a, a game on Memorial Day to get some fans out there, but the Bats lost 2 nothing in Gwinnett to the Stripers. Last night, they'll uh, continue that series tomorrow at 7.05 for the 6.35 pregame tomorrow night. Ah, it was fired up. Did you see Jesus Sanchez's home run for the Miami Marlins yesterday? If you didn't, YouTube it or Google it. Uh, 496 feet in Colorado. Now, I didn't like his little dance after he hit the ball, and the next batter took two under the chin, and he should have. I would have waited until Sanchez got back up and buzzed the tower with him, but he hit it, and it was watchable. 496 to right field in Colorado. I know the ball travels further there, but it was incredible. Uh, thanks to Dan McDonald, uh, head coach uh, for UofL Baseball, for taking time out of his busy schedule this week to uh, come on. Tony Burke will not be in tomorrow. He's uh, too busy coaching basketball over at St. X, but I'll be here Talk to you then. Thanks for listening to Spears on Sports, presented by Eminem Cartage on the Big X.